Welcome everyone to the Living Parables podcast, where we uncover spiritual truth and lessons God has given us through His Word and our own life stories. I am Nate, your host. To all listeners tuning in the show today, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate every single one of you. And now, let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a brand new week, brand new episode, fresh off of Resurrection Sunday. I truly hope and pray that your Resurrection Sunday was very special. And honestly, Resurrection Sunday is the most important event to ever occur in human history. And so we base everything off of the resurrection, all our hope, our hope of salvation, a hope that Christ is who he says he is, is based all upon the resurrection. And so I'm so grateful that we can spend this time worshiping with one another in fellowship, in spirit, and in truth. But today, we are going to be asking a very direct question to you all and to myself. Are you living in denial? With our words, we are either acknowledging God or denying God. With our actions, do we acknowledge God or deny God? And that word acknowledge, you're probably thinking to yourself, I've heard that before. And I believe it's somewhere in Matthew, Nate, I'm pretty sure. And you would be correct. And we're going to go there here in just a minute. So this is going to be a really unique podcast episode today because there's two sections here two big categories one is words the second is actions then we're going to have some subcategories acknowledge and denial we're going to see by our words how we acknowledge god and we're going to see by our words also that we deny him. Then we're going to look at actions. And we're going to look at scriptures that talk about acknowledging God with our actions. And then, then denying God with our actions. So I will just give you a little glimpse into this episode. Is that honestly it's jam-packed full of scripture. So... I've always said this in the past, and I'll say it again, that if at any point you need to pause so you want to look up this with me, I would really appreciate you doing that. Matter of fact, I would greatly encourage that. And I'm going to just take a quick second here before we get jump-started here. If you want to write into the show, ask a question, talk about an experience, share a blessing, share a prayer request, whatever it is, please write into the show at livingparablestruth at gmail.com. I, I am very swift, very quick to answer your emails and respond to them. So 
don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. I'd love to hear from you. So let's go ahead and jump right in here. We are going to start with words. Are you living in denial? The first sub point is acknowledgement. Let's look how we can acknowledge God with our words. Starting in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. It says, Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. Are you confessing Jesus Christ before people? Are you confessing him as Lord? Are you confessing him as your Lord? That's huge, people. That's huge. And I'm actually going to get a little bit transparent here. Every job that I've ever had, this is the attitude that I've had. Before I go into any job, and it's always nerve-wracking, right? It's so nerve-wracking starting a new job. You have no idea who these people are, and you're going to be spending eight plus hours with them every single day. Yet you just have to trust God. But every time I am in a new job, in a new place, I always have this thought in mind. While I am working there, I want everybody to have an opportunity to hear the gospel once. Just give me one time. And, you know, <laughs> if you merely confess Christ, yet do not live it out, that's a problem. If you're just saying to people that, yeah, I believe in Jesus, yet you don't live it out, you don't really believe in Jesus. But if you want to get people's attention, start living like Jesus. Serve like Jesus. Love like Jesus. Rebuke like Jesus did. And you'll see how quick and fast people run away from you. But we, we must, we must confess Christ before men. Let's look at Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I strongly believe that when people are getting baptized, it needs to be in front of the congregation because that is a public profession of the transformation that has occurred on the inside. You are declaring to everybody in the whole entire world 
to your family, to your friends, to the congregation. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I have died to myself. My, that old self is buried, and I am raised to walk in newness of life with Christ. Now, are there circumstances in which people need to be baptized in a smaller group setting because of maybe medical issues and things of that nature? Yes, of course. But you need to publicly declare that Jesus is Lord. And I'll just tell you right now, those are not just words, people. And many people today make them just words. It's just surface level stuff. It's just stuff I repeat as a parrot. Let that not be said of us because those words could possibly result with the heart in true repentance in salvation. Let's look at Colossians 3.17. It says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So it doesn't get any clearer than this. Whatever you do. And now we're talking about our words right now. In word. So whatever that comes out of your mouth, it needs to be done in the name of or I should say it should be spoken in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So how is your mouth doing around people? How's your mouth doing around people that you're really comfortable with? Are you being wise the way you act outsiders or are you joining in? That's the question. But whatever we do, we do it in the name of Christ. And on top of that, we give thanks through Christ to God the Father. One word I am trying to tell people so much, and I'm, I'm trying to do this a lot more, and I'm trying to do it more and more and more. I'm just trying to say thank you. And brothers and sisters, listen to me here. At this job I have right now. I have really tried to be a really grateful person. And it's nothing that I have done. It's Christ living in me. It's the Holy Spirit doing a work on my heart through his word. And honestly, thankfulness just, just pours out like an overflowing cup because of what Jesus has done for me and continues to do for me. And honestly, someone came up to me and said, you know, Nate, it's very rare that people say thank you anymore. And I kind of looked puzzled. And I said, saying thank you is rare? And they were saying, absolutely, yes. And they've been doing this for 15 plus years. And I just honestly made my heart sink and my jaw drop. I was honestly thinking, are you serious right now? I mean, wow. And yet, thankfulness is who we are supposed to be in Christ. 
It's one of God's wills for our lives. So whatever you do, whatever you speak, let it be for Christ. And whatever comes out of your mouth, better be careful what comes out of your mouth. Some of you might remember our old, old episode, the most dangerous thing on your body. Remember, it's not your hands, it's not your head, it's not your elbow, it's not your knees, not even your feet, it's your tongue. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would highly encourage you to do so. Great study on James 3 about taming the tongue. Let's go ahead and look at Mark chapter 5, verse 19. It says, And he did not let him, but he said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. So this subpoint of words, because we're asking that question today, are you living in denial? Are you are you living in denial by the words you speak? And let's ask a deeper spiritual question, which is just adding a little bit extra onto that. Are you living in denial of Jesus Christ by the words you speak? Just got a little more serious. Listen to, again, Mark 5.19 again. And he did not let him, but he said to him, go home to your people, and here it is, Report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on you. Are you giving a report to people? When people are asking you at work or people are texting you and they're saying, Hey, how are you? How's it going? Are you reporting to them what great things the Lord has done for you? And I'm not going to hang out here too long, but some people get so fixated and so trapped in pity parties and feeling sorry for themselves that they're missing out on all these things that God is blessing them with. And I can say that with a straight face because guess who's done that before? Yours truly. Remember, we're supposed to confess our sins to one another, <laughs> right? I mean, it's true. It really is true. But rather focusing on the negative, report to people, whoever it is, your inner circle, group at work. People don't even know who you are yet. Report to them what great things the Lord has done for you. Has he done great things for you? He's done great things for me. I live in a house, have a couple cars, have a beautiful wife, four amazing boys, decent job. I mean, the list goes on and on. But those are not only the things, because see, those are all physical things. God has done a work in my heart 
in such a way that I've changed the last few years. I wasn't like this three or four years ago. I was kind of stuck, drifting. Ho-hum. Mediocre. Lukewarm. Let's look now at 1 John 4, 2. It says, By this you know the Spirit of God, capital S there, Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So, you want to know if you're in the Spirit of God? Or, is the Spirit of God living within you? Well, do you confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh from God? Only a person with the Holy Spirit dwelling within them, acknowledges that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But have you confessed that? That's the question. That's what we're talking about. Now let's go look at John chapter 20, verse 28. Now remember, the disciples are scared to death of the Pharisees. This is after Jesus had died and rose again, but they had no idea yet. And Jesus miraculously appeared in the room. And Thomas had previously said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and I can put my hand or finger in his side, I will not believe. So when Jesus came to him, and this just honestly just blows me away. Jesus says, reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here with your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving but believing. Now, getting back to verse 28, this is what we're talking about here. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Is that you? Is that me? Too many times people are looking for signs and signs and signs and facts and facts and facts. And I got to know this. And they and some people even get stuck on one theological question and that they claim, oh, if I just get the answer, I'll believe. Well, I am here to tell you that I have many questions that are left unanswered. And I'm fine with that because God is God and I am not. It's that simple. God is God, I am not. His ways are higher than my ways. His understanding is far superior to my understanding. But you know what it is, my dear brothers and sisters? It's trust. Do I trust that what God says is true? Do I trust that he has my best interests in mind? Do I trust that even though tough times will come, that he will see me through that and give me the escape that it talks about in Scripture? I believe that with all my heart. Now let's look at the final 
acknowledgement scripture. John chapter 11, verses 25 through 27, which says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus says, do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. Is that your good confession? Do not repeat a confession like that because a pastor told you to. That needs to come from you. That needs to come from a broken down, spiritually bankrupt spiritual self in which you realize that there is no way that you can please God in your current condition, that you are a subject of wrath, that you desperately need to fall on your face and cry out for mercy for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to save you. And I'm telling you, he will come to you. Now, As we wrap up the first sub-point of are you living in denial by your words, we just finished up acknowledgement. Now we're looking at the denial. So I want to take you now to Second Peter, the second chapter in verse 1. Now, again, we're talking about denial with our words says, but false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Now, again, this is talking about false prophets, apostates, and the kind of key words I want you to focus on here is they will introduce destructive heresies and not just introduce them, secretly introduce them. They'll be in the church. They'll be hanging around. They'll have the appearance of a believer. They'll say the right things. They'll do the right things. And then when it's not out in public, they'll start talking to people. You know, you know that Nate is a pretty good guy. He has pretty good knowledge of the Bible. But man, he's just, I just have a little bit of concern for him. Oh, like, like what? Oh, well, I, you know, I probably shouldn't say anything. Um, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, but just don't, don't, don't tell anybody else. And here comes the rumor. Not even true. And then that rumor spreads to another person, to another person, another person. And here's the funny thing. People today are so secretive that when there's a situation that comes up like that, they don't go to the source. They just keep murmuring and talking and gossiping. If you have a problem with somebody, go to the source, squash it right away. And by the way, if someone's gossiping to you like that, you know, that's not a trait of a true believer. It really isn't. So you might want to rebuke them gently and say, you know what? You're wrong here. 
by the way, I know our culture is against wrong and your truth is your truth, but wrong is still wrong. But false teachers will come and secretly introduce destructive heresies. That's how you that's one way how you deny God with your words. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2 verses 22 through 23 which says who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ this is the antichrist the one who denies the father and the son whoever denies the son does not have the father the one who confesses the, the son has the father also i mean there are people that just say you know I don't, I don't know. I don't know about Jesus. I know he's a good teacher. I know he's a good guy. Do I think he's God? I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I guess I don't know. Have you, have you met those people before? That's, that's a denial of Jesus Christ. That's a denial of God. And you might get people who are a little bit more seasoned in the knowledge of the way the church goes and how scripture is taught. So they might be a little more dangerous with the knowledge that they have. But I will just say this. If they don't fully believe in Jesus Christ as who he exactly is then they are denying God with their words. You must be so careful. One thing you cannot get wrong in your theology is the person and work of Jesus Christ. He's fully God, fully man, lived a perfect sinless life, never ever sinned, never had a bad thought, Never disobeyed his parents. And I'm here to tell you. This is one of the things, people, that is so tricky. But who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. So crucial. Let's look at. The next verse, which is Matthew 10.33, which is goes back to where we were just were with Matthew 10.32, says, But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Kind of the same principle of the last one, don't you think? You deny, deny who Jesus is? And guess what? Jesus is going to deny you before his Father. So if you're if you're too afraid of acknowledging Jesus in front of everybody, in front of people, I got news for you. It's going to come get you. And it's going to get you in such a way that there is no escape from it. A little bit of ridicule, a little bit of attacking from people who, oh, are you you're a Jesus freak? You're a Bible thumper? You're you're that? Ugh. 
Well, I guess we can't say anything around you then. I got to tell you this quick story, though. I wear Christian t-shirts all the time. And, and I do that for a reason. Because I want people to know. I, I want the whole world to know that I am a Christian, that I follow Jesus Christ. And that I want people to have the same joy, the same salvation that I have. So I was in high school. And we were practicing during the winter break. And we were just two days away from New Year's Eve. Now, New Year's Eve is usually celebrated with my entire family. No one gets drunk. No one gets stupid. We all have a great time. We laugh a lot. And so as we're practicing, we're wrapping up. We have a big old meeting in the center of the court. And now I have my practice jersey off and I have my Christian t-shirt on. And, and I actually forgot that I had it on. But we were having this big old conversation. And the coach said, okay, everybody, I just want to let you know something here. The reality is New Year's Eve is coming up. And I know you're going to be invited to parties. And I'm going to ask you. Don't do anything stupid. Don't get drunk. Don't get caught doing things you're not supposed to do. Of course, everybody nod their heads and okay, okay, okay. And something interesting happened at that point. He, When he said, don't do anything stupid and, or don't get drunk or anything, he goes, and they looked at me, he goes, right, Nate? And I was like, well, yeah. And some people started to laugh, and I didn't really understand what was happening. Well, I did see the coach because we made eye contact, but when he said that, he was looking at my shirt. And I didn't put two and two together until I walked out of the gym where I realized, oh, he was just making fun of me right there. Guess what happened? I was one of the five starters. Four out of the five were busted at a party for drinking. And guess who was the one that was not drinking? Yours truly. Now, this is not some sort of self-righteousness here. I'm just here to tell you that, you know, we need to be very careful. We must acknowledge Jesus Christ to the world and not be ashamed of that. We should never be ashamed of Christ. We shouldn't whisper his name we should proclaim it off the mountaintops. Let's look at James chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. Now, I have a little soft spot for the book of James. And you know, <laughs> I want to really do a book study on James. So that might be coming in, in the future, God willing. But... Anyway, without further delay, let's go ahead and get on this. It says, But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men. We who have been made in the likeness of God, from the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. 
Well, this is a huge gut punch. We just talked about James 3 just a little bit ago, right? Well, here it is back again, but it goes a step farther. With our mouths, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men. I mean, ouch. And I'll, I'm here to tell you right now, full confession, full transparency, that's me sometimes. And I'm telling you right now, I'm working on that. I want God to work on me in which I can get around certain situations and not do that. Because every time I do, I go away confessing that I have sinned and I just hang my head in shame. But seriously, from the same mouth, verse 10, come both blessing and cursing. It's... It's really sad. So with those verses here, we are wrapping up sub point number two under, are you living in denial by your words? And we are looking under the sub point of denial. So my brothers and sisters, we are actually going to conclude for today because upon finishing recording this episode, it really turned out to be a very long episode. And I think it's best to make this a two-parter. And that is what we're going to do. Today, we looked in depth of are we living in denial by our words. We looked at both how we acknowledge Jesus by our words and how we deny him by our words. God willing, next week, we will be studying are we living in denial of Jesus Christ by our actions. In the same two subpoints, how we acknowledge him by our actions and how we deny him by our actions. So thank you so much today, my dear brothers and sisters, for tuning into the show. I appreciate and truly, truly appreciate every single one of you. I appreciate your devotion to the Lord, and I thank you for being on this journey with me. And so I am so grateful and glad. My heart is truly full. Thank you all so much. So with that being said, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And remember, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And until next time, God bless you, my friends.